Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So subscribe for free once you're done listening to this episode, just in case you're using your web browser to listen. Today on the show, we have audio recordings from the WhatsApp School of Business program that I advertised on Saturday, the 15th of July, 2023. The goal of the program was to introduce folks to the fundamentals of doing business in Nigeria and to show how sales and business development principles can help you overcome the harsh landscape of doing business in our dearly beloved country. I also wanted to answer general business questions posed by the participants and the program was delivered entirely over WhatsApp for the course of more than one week. And this is an example of how you can get truly convenient business education in your pocket and learning over WhatsApp at your convenience. If you love what you hear on the podcast and you like daily access to me uh, to ask me questions related on how to sell in your business, then the WhatsApp Coaching Club is now open and the investment required for that is only 5,000 Naira a month. You ask me anything, I give you answers and assignments to move your business forward. So if you're interested, hit me up on the socials. Don't worry about how to spell my name. I spend most of my time on LinkedIn and my name, Tabashima Ayede is uh, the correct spelling. You can find it in the web browser where you're currently listening to this episode. You see the spelling of my name, the email address, and the photo. And it's also in the profile of the podcast app where you're currently listening to my voice. So Tavashima Ayede, the correct spelling of the name, is there. So if you're interested in the 5K, uh, um, the WhatsApp coaching club, the 5K monthly investment, then let me know. Hit me up. Send me a message on 080-6466-2140. The country code for Nigeria is plus 234. And for those of you who are trying to save to start a business, I'm affiliated with a reputable financial institution in Nigeria that has 504 billion Naira in assets. And what that means is they're not going to go broke anytime soon. They're a secure organization to work with. They're not going to run away with your money anytime soon. They're the business of protecting and guaranteeing your savings. This is not a bank, so you're not going to have an ATM card. You're not going to get hit by lots of miscellaneous fees. And you're going to get um, an interesting, or rather, you're going to get uh, an improvement on the interest that you get from regular um, savings um, banks in Nigeria. And then, of course, this is safer than using loan sharks for the capital to start your business. Because loan sharks are going to want to embarrass you and your whole family. And they want you to put your father and your mother up as uh, credit. Sorry, not credit. What's that word? As collateral um, for the loan. So if you're interested, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140 to get started on saving towards your dream. Now remember, it doesn't have to be saving towards a business. Any savings plan will do. People have saved this organization for their children's education. Let's say like me, you have kids in primary school and you're wondering about secondary school and the all expensive university education. And then of course, folks like my mom, saving towards retirement. So if you're interested, Hit me up and let's get you started. Now, on with the episode for today. Hello and welcome to day nine. Apologies because of the noise in the background. That's because it's time for afternoon prayer and I live close to a mosque. So expect the um, the uh, sounds of the, uh, what would I call it, the prayer official to keep buzzing in the background every now and then. So, I'm your host, Tavishima Ayede, sales coach and business consultant. 
Yesterday, we looked at how poor um, transportation infrastructure or poor transportation facilities or whatever in our environment, whether we're in Lagos, in Abuja, in Onitsha, in Kano, wherever we are, it makes it really expensive to take meetings. And sometimes if we go for the uh, cheap alternatives, which is the mass transit, we can show up not in a good shape. We could show up looking and uh, smelling not right for the meeting. So the best thing to do is to use the phone to screen out on serious buyers. In other words, we should only take meetings with qualified buyers because with qualified buyers, we stand a better chance of closing the deal because there's no point in going for a meeting only to find out that that meeting was not worth taking in the first place. So those are the sorts of things that we looked at yesterday. We also gave a hint as to who a qualified buyer is. A qualified buyer is the opposite of an unserious buyer. In other words, a qualified buyer is someone who wants what you have, needs your product or your service, they can afford it, and they have some urgency around the decisions that they have to take. So in other words, regarding want or need, we want to be sure that they have a problem that our product or our service can solve and that they have a vision that we're looking towards. If you want to know what that uh, distinction is, what that difference is, then listen to the audio from day eight, which was yesterday where we looked at how um, infrastructure affects our ability to market. I gave concrete examples about how, as a lawyer, uh, people are either coming to you because they have a vision that they're working towards or a problem that they're trying to solve. The same thing. The example I gave with an architect was the same thing. People either have a problem, uh, plans that don't already work, or they have a vision. They're starting from scratch and they have an ideal way that they want their house, they want the factory, they want whatever it is to look. So whatever product or service that we have, people are either going to be coming at us from the level of uh, want or need, they have a problem that they need to solve or they have a vision that they're aiming towards. Listen to yesterday's um, audio session and you get caught up to speed. We also want to be sure that they can afford, which is that they have realistic money expectations around our product or service, how much things cost in the market, those sorts of things. Because if the person shows up and your lowest package is 150K, the person thought you were going to cost 25K, then the chances of that deal closing are very low because the gap between 25K to 150K are really far apart. To get somebody who came with 25K in his pocket to go back and bring another uh, 125K to meet your lowest package, those chances are it's not going to happen. But before you have the meeting, if your lowest package is 100K, but you know that this guy is kind of around the level of 130K, there might be room for you to either come down, make some concessions, or for you to get the person to come up a little bit and then you close the deal. So I want to make sure that our money expectations are reasonably close. Now, regarding um, urgency, what that means is we want to be sure the person is ready to take action now. If they're not ready to take action now, they're ready to take action soon. If they're not ready to take action soon, we want a date that is reasonably determined in the future. So if you're an architect who is talking to someone who's thinking of maybe building a house, but the person hasn't uh, bought his um, land yet, there's no urgency there. The chances are you might not close the deal. Maybe you might take the meeting just to build the relationship, keep him in contact in the future, but you won't assume that you're going there, going to close a deal to draw buildings for a house. But if somebody has already bought a piece of land and um, has already got a foreman to clear the land and has put um, a wall around that land, even if you can't get 
a commitment from the person that they're going to start next month. In this case, you have stronger reasons to believe that the person is ready to go ahead. So those are the, the things that urgency is about. So if you have someone who has a want or a need and money expectations are reasonable and it looks like they might be taking decisions soon, then go ahead, take that meeting because it has a better chance of closing. You meet all these things, therefore go for the meeting. Those are the things that we looked at yesterday in day eight. So today we're going to introduce you guys on how we're going to use the phone to screen. So remember that since we have poor infrastructure in some of these cities that we mentioned, even if the infrastructure is not poor, we have transportation challenges. If you don't have your own ride, even if you have your own ride, we have fewer challenges, then you have to use your phone to screen because it's cheaper to buy 500 naira credit and to screen this person ahead of time than to buy 5k worth of fuel, drive there, drive back and figure out that that thing was a waste of your time. Or to spend 1.5 in Uber to get there, 1.5 in Uber to get back and then discover that the thing was not worth your while. So how do you use the phone to screen? When I say screen, I mean filter through people. How are you going to use your phone to filter through people? It's very easy. First of all, you have to keep it conversational. You're not interviewing the person. You're not interrogating the person. It's not you picking up the phone to say, look, guy or madam, I hope you're a serious buyer. If you're not serious, I'm not coming. No, that's not the attitude. Keep it simple and conversational. Then we also have to keep it informal. Don't make it a formal thing. Then we also have to keep equal stature during the conversations. Definitely, you might be talking to a bros, or you might be talking to a madam, or you might be talking to a chief, or an ogre, or an engineer, somebody who is older, um, richer, or whatever. But remember, you guys are you guys have equal stature. And by that, I mean you have equal status. You're both human beings. Chances are you're an educated individual because most of us in Nigeria, education is at a premium. So most of us have gone past secondary school. We've done university. A couple of us have done masters. And then there are those people who have two or maybe even three masters. So chances are, whether you're the lawyer or you're the architect, even if you sell baby diapers, the thing is, you've gone to school. Even if it's only English that you studied in university, you've gone to school. You guys have equal stature. So, um, maintain that during the conversation. But then be respectful, given the cultural differences um, that we have. So, for instance, I am uh, close to middle age, about 40. Um, there are certain ways that I would talk to a woman who is, let's say, um, 60, that would be considered disrespectful so i have to be all those cultural norms and then also the other way around you might be a younger lady talking to a man who is maybe 20 or 30 years older there are some things that you might say some ways that you might talk that would be considered inappropriate so we have to bear all these cultural differences but we have to remember we have equal stature you are nobody's house boy you are nobody's house girl we're coming here to have a conversation between two equals you just happen to have more money than me in most of the cases, especially early in the businesses, that is how it's going to be. So we're coming here to have a conversation. We're equals. You just happen to have more money than me. That's that's just it. I'm here to get my own slice of the pie, but we're equals. So remember that because too many people show up for these things already uh, being um, subservient and that does not um, help. So the phone conversation, equal stature, but be respectful. Now, on the phone call, this is not the time to have a presentation or a sales pitch to say, this is why I'm the greatest, this is why I'm the best, this is why I'm the this, this is why I'm the that. If you go through this phone call, giving your sales pitch, trying to uh, 
um, promote this meeting to the person, to try and toast them to come for this meeting, then you're not going to be able to figure out if they have a want or a need, what their money expectation is, or if they have a sense of urgency. So this is not the time for any, any presentation. Just chill on the presentation first. Let's find out, is this person a qualified buyer? If he is, when we go for the meeting, then we can make the presentation there and see how we can close the deal. Then we also have to make the conversation um, question-led. The goal of making a question-led is we want the other person to do the talking, not you doing most of the talking. And this for two main reasons. If the person is doing most of the talking, you're going to be able to figure out, is this person qualified? Do they really have a problem? How are we on money? Is there any sense of urgency? You can only figure out if the person is doing most of the talking. Second reason why is because um, statistics have shown that if the salesperson is talking more during the meeting, the chances of closing the deal go down. And the final reason why I want the other person doing the talking is because we are salespeople, we are business owners, we are self-employed, we are entrepreneurs. We spend a lot of time talking to people. So if you reduce the amount of talking that you're doing now at this meeting, you're conserving your energy and you're reducing mental fatigue. A tired person doesn't sell well. So let it be question-led for three main reasons that I've pointed out. Number one, if they're talking more, you'll get all the information that you need to close the deal. Number two, if you are talking more, the chances of closing the deal statistically are going down. And then number three, if they're talking more, you conserve energy and you're able to listen and take note of um, things. Now, the kinds of questions that you should be asking are these. Open questions. You should be asking questions that start with who, what, why, how, when, things like that. Open questions are questions that cannot be answered by yes or no. So if you're a lawyer and you're talking to the person on the phone and you say, do you have a problem with your landlord? The person will say yes. That doesn't give you much information to go on. Or the person will say no. But if you start off the conversation by saying, okay, Oga Chukudi, this problem with your landlord, how did it start? That's a different thing. The person can answer yes or no. The person can either say, it started like this last week, Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts telling the story. Or the person will say, no, I don't have any problem with my landlord, Jerry. And then, of course, the next question is, okay, if you don't have any problem with the landlord, then why are we having this phone call? You can see who, what, why, when, how. From the why, the guy has to explain, like, okay, it's not that he's having problems with the landlord, but there are issues, this issues, there are that issues, and then you're going to get some more, the chance to ask some more questions and then um, explore. So with these open questions, you get all the information that you need. Um, you should also be asking questions about um, their situation, like in this case, uh, this problem with your landlord, how did it start? Okay, if you and the landlord are not having serious problems, why did you call me? Um, what is it that you wanted us um, to discuss? You know, all these kinds of questions. Then you can also be asking questions about your product or your service features and how it is that they can help. So back to the architect um, thing. If the person, if you suspect that the person is going to ask you to design houses, but your specialty is designing factories, it's something you need to ask um, right from the beginning. It's okay, uh, Engineer Chukudi. Oh, thank, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to our meeting uh, on Thursday. But before we go, um, I just want to point out a few things. I actually design mostly uh, modern factory spaces. So, and I suspect that um, you want me to build um, a, residential, uh, a residential thing. Is my understanding correct? You know, so something like that. Okay, in this case, that's a closed question. But you get the point. Because you're building it back to your own um, features, 
um, or your own uh, features, the things that you prefer, you're going to be able to get confirmation or denial about whether to move ahead. So if from the conversation you find out that Chukudi actually wants you not to build a residential property, but wants you to build a school, but as the architect, your own specialty is designing factories or designing uh, farm buildings, then you now know that, okay, this is probably not a good meeting to take. You can refer him to um, somebody else. Then, uh, let's see, what else? Okay, that's just a general um, idea. We've already done 12 minutes, so let me just bring it um, straight to a close. So to recap, keep it conversational, keep it informal. You guys have equal stature. There's no need to dobale uh, or to be a slave person. Keep it respectful. No presentation, no sales pitch. Make sure it's question-led. Get the people talking more. Try and figure out um, if they are qualified. Uh, well, let's see, what else? Ask questions about their situations and then ask questions about your own features to see how it ties into them. So tomorrow we're going to go into more examples with the kinds of questions we can ask. The examples that we're going to use, we'll continue with a lawyer and architect just because that's how we've started. But then we'll also throw in um, somebody who sells baby diapers, the kinds of questions that you can ask. And the reason why I'm picking these three people in particular is um, not because they are the best people on the group so far, but because they are the people who have engaged with me the most. So I know the most about their businesses um, in the private chat. As a lady who sells baby diapers, uh, the lawyer, um, Benga, because I know him before this, and then, of course, the architect that we've had a lengthy conversation with in the private um, message. So thanks for your time and attention. We'll catch you guys at tomorrow's session.